Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, and uh, it is time for the Fantasy Football Focus. And as uh, we told people earlier in the week, this is a an abbreviated week. Mm-hmm. We're only doing shows uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. No shows Thursday or Friday. And uh, so we'll, we'll uh, kind of expedite things or move things along here a little quickly this week, particularly when it comes to the fantasy segment. Uh, the pickups, top, top uh, waiver wire pickups this week. Um, at running back, people are looking at Jeff Wilson Jr. at 20.4% ownership. Yeah. But he wasn't much of a factor even before. It's, I think he was inactive this past week. Yeah, Chan was limited in practice today. They mm-hmm. at least listed him as that. So uh, he would be number three in that pecking order. There, well, he's, I think South- also got hurt. Okay. You know, he's not great. But Wilson, well, one of the problems with Wilson is he's not a special team. Oh, okay. So. They did put Salvon Ahmed on injured reserve. So he's the yeah. two... I also think Mostert might not be long for this world. I hate to say it, but as hard as he runs and his age, he's older than you think. He seems like a prime candidate to go down going forward. So yeah. maybe I'd stick Wilson on the ball on my bench. Maybe, you know? yeah, I guess. He's it's not, not super player, exciting, though. though. No, yeah. it's not. Uh, Keaton Mitchell still owned in 35.1% of leagues. I'm in on him. Yeah. He passed Hill for the number two job, yeah. which is all he really needed to do. So things will come for him. Yeah, he played 24 snaps last week. Mm. Compared, to, wasn't nearly as explosive though Mm-mm. this past week. No, he's going to be hit or miss. Teams I mean, are teams are going to quickly figure out when he's in the game. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah, yeah. the first couple times he catches you, but okay, you, you don't notice it. Once he starts showing up in the end zone a couple of times, okay, now when, as soon as he steps on the field, he's on the field. Oh yeah, people are going to identify that. Yeah, no question. But he's a good receiver and he's in a good offense, so I think he's maybe a flex at best. Yeah. Uh, Roshan Johnson owned in 24.4% of mm-hmm. uh, leagues. Uh, apparently, Foreman's injured. Deontay right? Foreman dealing with an ankle injury. Okay. Uh, Khalil Herbert's back, though. Yeah, I say Herbert's the one. Fields is really the two. <laughs> he mean, was he was one of only three 100-yard rushers this yeah. weekend. But they're the heaviest rush team in the league right yeah. now. Uh, quarterback, you got Jordan Loved owned in 43.6% of leagues. Last two weeks he's played he's been pretty better good. in real life, yeah. too. So I'd be interested if you're really hurting. Uh, Derek Carr in 20.9. I can't go uh, there. Not because, I mean, he I doesn't run at all. Yeah. I don't know if they're even going to rush him back. At wide receiver, Tutu Atwell is owned. He got dropped in a bunch of leagues. Mm-hmm. 25.3% ownership. Cooper Cup now dealing with an ankle injury. Good point. Um, no, he's good. I mean, he was scoring. When Cup wasn't yeah. out there, he was he was legit. Yeah, and Nakua had 20 targets a game. but Atwell He was getting was 10. Very, he was getting 10. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's, he's not a bad player. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about these guys because uh, they just played the Packers a couple weeks ago. But Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed yes, yes, are the yes. two receivers to own in Green Bay. They are. Christian uh, Watson's an afterthought he's, now. He's hard to trust, that's for sure. Wicks is getting some action, too. But yeah. they're they're manufacturing touches for Reed in particular. Too. Yeah. They want to get him the football. He's the explosive guy. Yeah. Dobbs is kind of the red zone target. Mm-hmm. Move the chains guy, too. Yeah. yeah. But I they're starting to figure things out a little I bit. I can't go. I, I, this, he has a great matchup this week. Odell Beckham, 43.8% ownership. They're playing the Chargers. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. Yeah. I don't trust him. I would pick Bateman up before. I would pick Bateman up. Yeah. 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 I mean, if Beckham's in leagues, I'm not dropping him or anything, but he'd have to show me a lot more to be fantasy worthy. Are you interested in Elijah Moore? He's owned in 36.4% of leagues. They sure seem to be wanting to use him more, but everything goes to Cooper and the Joku. And I don't know if that's going to change much. He he's a very close to the line of scrimmage guy too. Well, and that's what they're doing. That's though, all they're though. doing. Right? Yeah, that's the joke. And you got to figure that this week, you know, Sertain is going to lock down on Cooper. Cooper. Good point. 
Might not be a bad DFS pickup or something. Just for yeah, yeah. just to play this week. Get a but carrier too. I, yeah. I know they're trying to incorporate Tillman more and more. That's why they traded Peoples Jones. Yeah. And he hasn't done a lot. Uh, Demario Douglas, 25, 24.5% ownership. He's all right. He's okay. Yeah. Uh, Noah Brown's at 40.5. We'll see where he's at. Yeah, Coming out of the injury. Jamison Williams has seen his snaps increase each week, but he still doesn't get any targets. No, he caught a touchdown. He's starting to pick up a little bit. I loved him coming out of band. Can't trust it, though. But he's not startable. Next year is probably his breakout year. Probably next year. Keep an eye on him, though. He's like a perfect watch list guy. Yeah, Khalil Shakir's 5.4% ownership. We talked about him Mm -hmm. yesterday. And we talked about Greg Dortch, 0.1% ownership. Yeah, again, keep an eye on him. Yeah. Um, He's not a great group. No, at tight end. Isaiah Likely's 0.9% ownership. Oh, I'd put in for him. I don't know if he's top 12 tight end, but I think he's top 15-ish. Yeah. In in five career games where he has seen five or more targets, he's averaged 13.1 fantasy points per game. The problem is uh-huh. he doesn't have very many games where he gets five or more targets. No. But, I mean, he's a starter now. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he'll get Andrews' targets. No. Not no. that amount. But maybe eighty percent. He's just another one to add to the mix of guys you pick, you play and hope that he gets three for fifty. Yeah, but I could see him. I, I think I could paint the picture where he's closer to Trey McBride than that, than the Gaseckis of the world. Yeah. Uh, the other guys uh, to look at this week: Luke Musgrave at twenty eight point three percent ownership. Yeah. Uh, okay. M- Michael Mayer six point five percent ownership. Yeah, he had a, two or three good weeks and then. Yeah. Down. And then Pat Fryermuth. Uh, got dropped in a bunch of leagues. He's got 41.3% ownership. Um, I hate to say it, but I need to see more. I well, mean, this could be a week to do it, though, against the Bengals. Be. It should be. Like, I would consider him in DFS. I think he has 13 targets for the year. I think they were yeah. easing him back into things last I week. I think so, too. Uh, I think you'll see more I think you'll see more usage this week and then moving forward. Probably too. And if we talk about middle of field passing, that's up his alley. Yeah. I, I think, I'm, as a Steeler person, I want to see more Muth, you know. Yeah. But for fantasy, I can't jump there yet. Um, but he should be owned. I guess. And it, I mean, I can see him being dropped in a lot of leagues. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't doing anything before he got hurt. Let's look at uh, putting together a DFS lineup for Thursday's games. Okay. We'll do is our we'll do our weekend. Yeah. Uh, no, a, this is three normal three okay. standalone games here, cool. which means we only have six quarterbacks to choose from. Yeah, and six defenses. And six defenses. Do you want to go defense first? Sure. Let's do D. Okay. So you get the Cowboys against Washington at thirty eight hundred. Going to be pricey. 49ers against Seattle at thirty six hundred. Maybe without Geno. The Lions against Green Bay at thirty two hundred. Green Bay's always playing better though. Packers against Detroit at twenty eight hundred. Their D's been playing a little bit better too. Seahawks against the Niners at no. twenty six hundred, and Commanders no. against Dallas at twenty five hundred. I think I'd pay for one of the top two. How 30, am I get sacked 50 3,800 is not bad for, for the Dallas defense here. Not compared to it's, most It's going to be chalky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But They're going to get sacks. Yeah, I, I so think you many. just plug it in and, ex- it. and expect that everybody's going to play that. Okay. I'm fine with it. At quarterback. cheap by normal standards. I, Dak is 6,800 <laughs> hmm. against Washington's 32nd rated pass. Yeah, and they throw and they run up a score. Yeah. Uh, Goff is 6,300. Sam Howe is 6,200. Brock Purdy is sixty one hundred. That's interesting. He shouldn't be that cheap. He should not. Uh, Geno Smith is fifty six hundred. Jordan Love is fifty five hundred. That's not terrible either. It's not either. Purdy, I think, is the most attractive for the buck. I would have had him right next to Dak. Yeah, sixty one. It's only seven hundred dollars, but mm-hmm. seven hundred dollars you save. Yeah, 
I'd consider Dak too, but I think Purdy would I'd be my I'd consider Love actually too. It's not bad. It's not bad. If, you know, if you really want to pay down, but it's only $1,300 difference. Mm-hmm. You split the difference it's and put Purdy in. a little weird. I mean, I'm yeah. not sure where we're going to spend all our money, but. We'll find a way. Yeah. Uh, we can, well, we, I mean, we can only average 5700 the rest of the way here, so. Okay. So we did go kind of expensive. Yeah. Uh, at running back, McCaffrey is 8700 Wow. Seattle is 28th against opposing running backs. Mm. That's uh, Jameer Gibbs, sixty-eight hundred. Tony Pollard, sixty-seven hundred. Uh, David Montgomery, sixty-three hundred. That's not bad. Kenneth Walker is sixty-two hundred. I don't think he's gonna play. Aaron Jones, he's doubtful, six thousand. Brian Robinson is fifty-nine hundred. Not horrible, especially if Game he's gonna, doesn't matter. If he's gonna catch passes, yeah, yeah, yeah that's not bad. Uh, AJ Dillon is fifty-four hundred. If you think. That uh, Jones is not going to play. Think Walker's going to play. Why isn't Charbonnet been listed? Uh, and Charbonnet is fifty three hundred. He didn't do anything last week. That's and, why and he's, he gets the Niners. And they're I mean, playing the Niners. He's the bell cow for this. Uh, you got Jordan Mason at forty seven hundred. Rico Dowdle at forty six hundred. Just like that. That's a nice little pivot. And, he, and if you think they're going to blow him out, the fourth quarter is always his. Yeah. Um, the other guys are just kind of. Dowdle and Charbonnet are my favorites. I think you plug Dowdle in. We need to go cheap somewhere. To get to get yourself a, a, the ability to plug some good receivers in. Okay. Yeah, I like the Dowdle pick. Uh, he is questionable this week, though. Oh, so is if he? We, I didn't know anything wrong. If we have to pivot off of him, we'll I figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out from there. Um, I think you go with him and maybe Montgomery. Montgomery was also a nice value, I thought. Yeah, they're 27. I mean, they you can run on the oh, Packers, yeah. especially yeah. between the tackles. Mm-hmm. And he'll, he's, he's a good player. Uh, wide receiver. C.D. Lamb is 8,700. Wow. Amon Ross St. Brown is 8,500. Brandon Ayuk is 7,000. D.K. Metcalf is 6,500. Tyler Lockett is 6,000. He doesn't have any more injury designation. He still isn't. Yeah, he's still questionable. Uh, Debo Samuel, 5,900. Terry McLaurin, 5,400. Dobbs is 5,000. Jahan Dotson is 4,600. Brandon Cooks. 4500 Christian Watson, 4300 Jaden Reed, we just talked about. He's $4,200. you got to plug that in now. Reed's, you got to, I mean. A lot you, of names you mentioned. You have to. Have he, I bet you he will be chalky. Nah, I bet he is, too. I'll get go, too. Um, you want to pick a tight end and come back to the receivers? Let's take a look at that. You know, since that's a standalone yeah. you know, five or six to pick. For so you got Kittle at 6000 you got Laporta at 5200 been a little quiet, but I still trust him a great deal. Jake Ferguson is thirty nine hundred dollars. That's not too bad either. Uh, Logan Thomas is thirty five hundred dollars. Da- Dallas is eighteenth against opposing tight ends. Uh, Musgrave is thirty three hundred. Noah Fant twenty seven hundred. Luke Schoonmaker twenty six hundred. Ferguson seems like the chalk. I think. I think Ferguson. Do we pivot off of that and, maybe, and try Laporta? He didn't do much last week. I like Laporta noticeably more. What's the difference in price? Thirteen hundred dollars. Either's fine by me. I mean, that sounds about right. Ferguson seemed ridiculously cheap. I think Ferguson is just too cheap. Uh, They're they're daring you to take Ferguson. Now, with with, with Reed in there and Ferguson in there, we can average $7,000 the rest of the way. Okay. So we can really do something here at wide receiver if we want. We could could go CeeDee Lamb and Amon Ross St. Brown. Wow. It would only leave us about four thousand dollars or three thirty five hundred dollars left, but we could do it. You Boy, could go strong. St. Brown and Ayuk. Kind of like would, that better. That would cost us fifteen five. We would still have eh. I was gonna suggest Ayuk. I didn't think we'd go that heavy with the top dogs. 
Let's plug Ayuk in. I like Ayuk. That leaves us lot. with fourteen thousand. If we if we plugged in St. Brown as well, that would leave us with fifty six hundred, and then we could get AJ Dillon. I don't like Dillon at all. Terry McLaurin, Zach Charbonnet. One of those other two, I'd be great. We could even pay up a little bit more. We'd have we have enough money to, well, we'd have three hundred dollars left over if we go. I know Charbonnet, didn't Charbonnet. Do much, but I think he's going to get a lot of touches. It's in San Francisco, though. I know, I know. I don't love it. I could be convinced McLaurin. Um, They're second against opposing wide receivers, yeah. They Um, throw a lot, though. They do throw a lot. A lot, a lot. Um, If we had $300 more, we could get Robinson. Uh, Could we skimp at tight end? No, we took the cheaper tight end. We could go really cheap at tight end. We could go for a cheaper D. We could go for a cheaper D. Robinson's attractive. He's going to get touches. He's going to get touches. Yeah. Let's see what we can do at D if we can okay, pull let's, up 300 more bucks. So the Cowboys are 3800 We could get down. The, the 49ers would save us $200. The Lions would save us $600. Mm, 200 doesn't get it there, though. No, 200 does not get it. The Lions D has not been as good lately. Yeah. They are at home on Thanksgiving. I know. But Green Bay's playing a little better, and Lions D is playing a little worse. Yeah. I think we keep Dallas. Okay, keep in Dallas. If we if we try to if we buy down from Jake Ferguson, we could get Logan Thomas at thirty five hundred, Luke yeah. Musgrave at thirty three hundred, Noah Fant at twenty seven hundred. I think I'd rather keep Ferguson and McLaurin. Let me just look here and see what else. Go cheapo there. What if we go? What if we do? We take Dowdle out. Is there anybody else that looks? Chris Rodriguez gets uh, touches mm-hmm. if Gibson is out. DJ Dallas. If you think San Francisco is going to blow him out, you can start Elijah Mitchell at forty two hundred. Hmm. I don't know that he's that does a lot for me. Though. Yeah, I think Mason's even ahead of him on the list. Yeah, they think Mason's getting more touches than Mitchell anymore. You I'm go, not even sure Mitchell's the two. You can go Deuce Vaughn at four thousand. Uh, <laughs> I think we keep it for the two touches. It. Yeah. Um, or I always pronounce his name wrong. Yeah, that doesn't. Rico. 4,600 there. If we try to pay down from Montgomery a little bit. Yeah, I like that I one. I like too. that one, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to keep with that. McLaurin. We could pay. Uh, there was a cheaper quarterback. We could. Um. Well, we could look. We could go with uh, Jordan Love, Love. at quarterback. It'll run a little let's bit too. What, let's see what happens. We put love in, then that flex probably gets. Now we can spend six. Nice now we can spend sixty two hundred on the flex. Okay. Now you can really get do go a little crazy, and you know, that would get you Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones. One that doesn't do you yeah, any good. good. Uh, Tyler Lockett, George Kittle, Brian Robinson at fifty nine hundred. Hmm. Leaning towards keeping it how we had it with Purdy and McLaurin. I was hoping we'd get more with that money. Like a healthy Aaron Jones, okay. I'm talking you're a healthy walker, but we just miss on Robinson, we just miss on Debo Samuel. Yeah. If I knew that if you knew Dylan was gonna play, if and, and you know that Jones isn't. Mm-hmm. And so Dylan's gonna get twenty touches. Well then yeah. I don't hate that. I just don't like him as a player lately. I hear you. Yeah, but, but twenty touches is twenty touches. See, like that's, that's what, why that's the reason why you're starting Brian Robinson because you're looking for the touches. See, that's my Charbonnet argument. Yeah, is I think he's gonna get 20 touches. Okay, because well, he's a third down guy. Let's plug in Charbonnet then. That we sell three hundred dollars. Unless you were like McLaurin better. 
No, I, I mean, I, when, when you have a question like that, I always lean towards the back, the back yeah. because he's going to get more touches. I mean, he's always been the third down back. Yeah. He doesn't have to be great. There's just nowhere else we can pay up. And well, what, is, is there anybody above Dowdell? That's what's my next question. Was Mason, there, no. Yeah. We can't get anybody Could St. Brown turn into Lamb? St. Brown could turn into C.D. Lamb. Might as well. They're both great, but I'd prefer Lamb. Yeah, he's getting 10 catches a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way they're using him is nuts. And that, yeah, that defense is awful against the really pass. Really terrible, really terrible. We've got two... Cowboys pass catchers in the game, which isn't a bad thing. We don't have the Cowboys. We've, we've pivoted away from the Cowboys quarterback. Mm-hmm. But everything goes to those two. Yeah, I, I, you're really right. Those, especially Lamb. What do you think? We have $100 left over. So we got Purdy at quarterback at 6100 like Dowdle at running back at 4600 Okay. David Montgomery at running back at 6300 I like that a lot. Jaden Reed at 4200 at wide receiver with Brandon Ayuk and CeeDee Lamb. Ayuk is uh, seven thousand, and Ceedee Lamb is eighty seven hundred. Great. Uh, you got uh, Jake Ferguson at thirty nine hundred, and you've got Zach Charbonnet in the flex at fifty three hundred. The Cowboys defense at thirty eight hundred. One other thing I want to look at here: what if we? I'm in favor of that lineup. Yeah, Ayuk. We can't get the St. Brown from Ayuk. So. Okay. I'm gonna say we only got a hundred bucks left. Right? Yeah, yeah. I would have done that for hundred bucks. Yeah, five. That's why I took sure. a look at it. Yeah. Um, because Ayuk is just. It's so sometimes it's a little frustrating. Yeah, a little bit. All right. I like it though. We That's got a nice stuff. stack there of Ayuk and Purdy though, so that works. True. Seattle's good corner. Locking it in. Locked in. That should Very be a winner. Nice. Oh, that should be one hundred percent. One hundred percent a winner because that's what we do. We are winners. We're nailing man. it. That's what we do. We'll do our DFS lineup for this weekend's game, including the Steelers. We got a lot to cram tomorrow. in tomorrow. We got we got a lot to cram in there tomorrow. Maybe we have predictions, all that stuff. Man, I gotta get a better feel for the Bengals too in the next twenty four hours. Absolutely, we'll do that. Uh, but we're also going to take a break so we can get to the power rankings and see where the Steelers are this week in the power rankings. Nice. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, Matt, it's time to do our power rankings, our look at the power rankings, not our power rankings. But we'll discuss where we would have some teams here as we go through. We use uh, Eric Edholm's power rankings on NFL.com, and at 31, holding steady are the Carolina Panthers. I guess. I mean, the Giants won. I mean, to me, those are the two that were fighting for that spot, and six turnovers help, but the Giants won. Yeah. Well, there would be another team that would be fighting for that spot. Down to to 31, down a spot, the New England Patriots. I really think right now if the Carolina Panthers played the New England Patriots – I think New England beats the Giants and Carolina. I don't know if they can. Pretty thoroughly. I don't know. If, thoroughly? That's the thing is they can't score <laughs> They don't have a quarterback. Points. Yeah, they it's, don't score it's, points. So last year they played an entire season without an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. This year they're trying it without a quarterback. <laughs> it's an interesting way to attack things. Yeah, not exactly the solution to the offensive problems. Um, and now Belichick, he's not telling, saying who's going to start. They have Will Greer as their third quarterback, and he was asked today if he took first-team snaps and would not answer the question. Hmm. 
he might be thrown in. <laughs> I mean, you can't do Zappy. I don't. I think the Mac Jones ship has totally sailed. Yeah. I, I I get the impression that he's never going to play for the Patriots again. Yeah. I don't know that they're better than the Giants, though. Are they? I don't know that. I mean, the Giants are hideous. I mean, if it wasn't for this past week, if the Giants are hideous, what is Washington, which has lost to the Giants twice? They're going to be real low, (laughs) real low. At least they have a quarterback. I mean, the Giants might still be last for me, but I'm fine with them being the bottom three. The Cardinals bumped down again. Their offense is good. Eric Edholm, I guarantee you, is from the New York. Greater New yeah, York metropolitan area. The Jets will be every late. time. Every time one of the New York team wins, win, they get bumped like seventy-two spots <laughs> up the order. <laughs> the Giants can't do anything. With they're them. awful. They're horrendous. Yeah, um, Arizona's got a good offense. Yeah, they're at least competitive now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he bumped the Giants up two spots to twenty-nine. Yeah, so they, they better be coming up here soon. Right? Yeah. Uh, at twenty-eight, the Bears. I think they're turning a corner to respectability. They're still three and eight. Fields is. Hard. I mean, how they're constructed now is the best they've been all year. And they're three and eight. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. they're a bad football team. Yeah. At twenty-seven, down two spots, the Tennessee Titans. They're falling quick too. Yeah. I think the Bears are better than the Titans. Yeah. Could Vrabel get fired? There's all this talk about him ending it. up in New England. I, I don't. I don't see him getting fired. Maybe they should just trade coaches. Like there's been talk about they should trade Vrabel to New England. And take, does New England want Vrabel? Does Vrabel does, want to go to New England? Does Tennessee want Belichick? <laughs> no, no, I think Belichick ends up like in Washington or something. Uh, at twenty six, down three spots, the Commanders. They'd be lower than that for me. Commanders versus Bears is a conversation to me. Like Sam Howell is leading the league in passing yards, and therefore people talk about Sam Howell being a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He had three horrendous interceptions in that game on oh, Sunday. You talk about a reckless guy. I yeah. Mean, with the ball. As a, He's the anti-Kenny. Right now, yeah. I mean, he is way too reckless. Right when now. people say, what could happen if, if the Steelers just let Kenny Pickett throw it all over the yard? Well, it could be Sam could Howell. Six turnovers and, and lose a And they're four yeah. and seven, yeah. yeah and could, they've lost to the Giants twice. what I think is the worst team in the league. Yeah. And turn the ball over six times. Yeah, and your quarterback gets crap beat out of him. Yeah. Other than that, right, right, right. nothing. <laughs> Um, their defense is so bad though. They'd be awful really low for me. Awful. At twenty five, down three spots. Finally, he's finally wisening up on the Jets. So Boyle is going to be the quarterback. Yeah, now. he's never had a positive touchdown to interception ratio going back to college. Yes, it's not going to be good. He was he had a one and th- one touchdown to thirteen interceptions at Connecticut as a starter. Yeah, he's. Why is he even so in the league? Yeah, say, how's that guy making millions or whatever? Still, like, yeah. What's what is he going to bring to the table? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. And the yeah. Jets' defense, people have now figured out that you can just run on them, and they're going to be out there all the time, all day. And you know, at the end of the year, they're not going to have anything left, and they're getting to that point already. Like, if you look at EPA, and I'm sure DVOA is just like it, the Jets are last. The Giants are 31st, and then there's a gap between the other yeah. 31 cities. <laughs> <laughs> like the Grand or, Canyon. Yeah, right, right. I mean, Carolina and teams like that are fighting for 30th. But those two are a distant last. Up three spots, and we said they should have been higher last week, are the Rams at 24. Okay. They're definitely better than any team mentioned. Yeah. Uh, no problem with that. I don't know if they're better than, like, Tampa, though. I think it, they're better than, like, Tampa, I mean. At 23 up a spot, Atlanta. 
Okay. I'd probably have the Rams over Tampa and Atlanta, though. I would, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Stafford's a legit dude. At 22, up four Atlanta spots. Atlanta doesn't have a quarterback, either. No, they I mean, don't. i go back to Ritter. Uh, 22, up four spots, Green Bay. Yeah, they're playing better. They were more impressive against the Steelers than I thought they'd be, and they were good this past week. At 21, holding steady, are the Raiders. I guess, but I think they're a dog against this, the Rams This right is now. who people the, the, the Miami fans were celebrating. Hey, we finally beat a good team. No, you didn't. No. I mean, <laughs> that's too high. I think they lose to Green Bay, the Rams. Yeah, with Aiden O'Connell starting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At 20, down a spot, Tampa Bay. They'd be lower than that, too. I think Atlanta's better than Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> At 19, down a spot, the Chargers. Who's the best L.A. team? Might be the Rams. I think it's the Rams. I've, I trust the Rams a heck of a lot more, and now the right. Chargers don't have Bosa. The, the defense is so bad. They're horrendous. Yeah, and they're, and they're spending. You want person. people get on the Steelers? Well, the Steelers have this high price defense. The well, Chargers. The Chargers are spending a gajillion. They got stars at every level, and they're paying the guys oh, all this yeah. money, and they stink. Their salary cap situation is like the worst in the league. They stink for next year. Yeah, and he's a defensive coach. Yeah, and I mean. They need one more receiver, too. I mean, that's kind of due to injury. They would be lower for me. At 18, down six spots, the Bengals. They're lower for me, too. I mean, they don't have an NFL quarterback. They don't have an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And we just talked about the defense an hour ago. I mean, it's not the typical Lou Amarimo defense. Here's the thing, though. So, he banged the Bengals for not having the quarterback. Mm -hmm. If you remember, when the Jets went to, to, to Wilson... He didn't. It, they stayed at like eleven. They stayed at twelve all season long. They stayed up in, in the teens. Yeah. And he, they didn't move down lower until now. Yeah. Like they no. They're a bad football they're team. They're a bad football team. I mean, I guess you could say there's hope that Wilson will look like the second overall pick, but there was no hope is not a plan. That, yeah. I mean, this guy's not really an NFL quarterback. No. No. Wilson's, um, Wilson's proving not to be as well. At seventeen, up three spots is Denver. Yeah, they need to keep climbing. At least they have a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. They hide him a little bit, but they have a plan there, and they're moving the right direction. Yeah. I just still don't know that they're real good. Real good, right. I yeah. would say they're real average now. Yeah, I think yeah. they're they, they're going to be a team that finishes 8-9, and 9-8. Nine, nine and eight, Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in that range. Which is a success for Which where is, they started. I guess where they're, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're 17th, and so. They're getting their money out of their coach. I mean, they gave him a huge contract. Yeah. 16 up a spot is Indianapolis. Who's better of those two teams? Hmm. Dead even. Pretty close, yeah. Well, I think if they played, Indianapolis would run all over Denver. Denver can't stop the run. Their defense is bad against the run. Yeah. And it's not just the Dolphins' 60-point game. Yeah, I guess I'll put Indy over them. They're a little bit out of sight, out of mind, of course. Yeah. Um, At 15, up a spot, New Orleans. Kind of the same thing. They didn't do anything over the bye to get better. In fact... They've probably gotten worse, but... So someone that follows me on Twitter had a really insightful comment, I thought. Because I put out a tweet today. That's shocking. <laughs> Most of them I don't pay attention to. But this one, sometimes the smart stuff I like. So I put out this tweet about Canada, and here's this graph of how much harder the Steelers' offense has had it compared to the rest of the league. Yeah. You know, I've, I've documented that much. And the Saints fan writes back and goes... I looked at the opposite. The Saints have like the easiest path ever, and their offense stinks too. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, well, that's a good way. Well to look played at by you, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, I was looking at it through a Steeler lens, but 
if you have the easiest set of defenses in the league, maybe you should be better than a blah offense. Yeah, five right. and five and, you know. Right, and struggling to score points and just fine on offense, but not good. At 14, up a spot, even though they lost. I say Denver versus Minnesota, that was a pretty even game. Minnesota moved up a spot to, to 14. This neighborhood's not really nice, though. I mean, none of these teams am I super impressed with. They are five and they would have been five and one if they had pulled off that win on the road. You know, and, and, you know, to be fair, Kareem Jackson came in and just blasted illegally, illegally. Josh Dobbs and forced a fumble, mm-hmm. and now he's been suspended four games for that. It essentially, won them the game, and probably worth the suspension. Yeah, but for the Broncos, illegal. not for Kareem Jackson. No, for right, the, right, right, right. <laughs> um, like they're doing great things, and I think he might be coach of the year considering they haven't had Jefferson. They lost Cousins. But that doesn't mean you're better than the Broncos or Colts. Yeah. yeah the, I guess that tier is all about the same. Yeah. Um, at 13, we find the Steelers holding steady. I think they're better than every team mentioned. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the Steelers played Denver, it would be a close game. If they played the Colts, it would be a close game. But I think they're better than those teams. At 12, down a spot is Seattle. Yeah, they're going to keep falling. Their schedule is brutal. The next four games are unbelievable. Brutal. They have San Fran twice, Dallas, and Philly. Yeah, they may um, not win any of them. They may not win any. They, they might be six. The they might be six and eight in Those a month. The Rams is brutal for them because it could be a five-game losing streak. Yeah. Uh, at eleven, up three spots is Buffalo. Well, you beat the Jets, so everything's yeah. fixed. <laughs> but I would take them over every team. Ah, uh, yeah, I get it. You know, no question. I, I get still it. Josh Allen and you know. They're still not, to me, back in the playoff mix just yet. They got to beat a oh, good. No. They've got to beat one of the good teams left on their schedule, and there are multiple good mm-hmm. teams. Again, just to remind people, what's remaining now for Buffalo right. on that schedule? It's not pretty. See, but um, I don't look at power ranks of what they have to do to get in the playoffs. Just how good are you right now? They're better than all the teams we've talked about. I understand that. Yeah, but come upcoming for them are the Eagles. In Philadelphia. Right. Their bye week. And if I have that late bye, they could have used that a month ago. At Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, you better get one of those two. Dallas at home. Awful. At the Chargers. Okay, that looks a little less daunting. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's the only one they're definitely a favorite yeah. at, though. And then New England at home. Okay. So they got to win. They have to win at least you one. You think they get the last two. At least one of those games, they have to win. Oh, to even be mathematically. That just gets you to nine if you win the last two. If you win the last they're two. They're at six and five right now. Yeah. Because they, they since haven't had their buy. awful ones. They essentially, if, they, if they're going to get to 10, which you might have to do this year in the AFC, means they're, they're going to the Chiefs they're gonna have to get two or, of those games. Yeah, yeah. No, they're in a brutal situation. And then the problem. The tiebreakers are terrible. Then, yeah, then the, mm-hmm. you know, let's say you beat the Eagles and, and Cowboys. Well, that's great. But the Chiefs are it does It doesn't help your, your AFC record. Mm-hmm. No, I, I pretty much eliminated them when they lost their last loss, but. They're playing well, or they played well. They played well this week. They and lost last yeah, week. And they're dangerous. Yeah. Uh, at 10 are the the uh, Texans. Yeah, I think I'd have Houston over Buffalo. They've had a better year. I'd guarantee, though, if they played right now, the Bills would be favored. The Bills would be favored. They would be favored. Yeah, yeah they would. Regardless of where the game is at. They'd be yeah. favored. They're still the Bills. Uh, at 9 is Cleveland. Okay, but they'd be I behind they, both those teams. I think they're going to go down. I do, too. I would put them behind both those teams. At eight is Jacksonville. I would actually put the Browns behind the Steelers at this point, too. 
if they play that game a hundred times that they just played up in Cleveland. Yeah. I still have the Browns ahead of the Steelers. The Steelers probably win sixty five of them. I, I think I think that I just think that the the field position played out exactly how Cleveland needed it to to oh, win that game. No question, they got up on them early too. Jacksonville's hurt now that, rain here. Though. Now that you have some tape of that of Dorian Thompson Robinson and what they're going to do with him, Cleveland's going to have to. They're going to really struggle to win. Like no, I think the opposing defensive coordinators are very happy that the Steelers yeah. put out what they did. You know, to, Cle, Cleveland like emptied the. Kitchen sink. They got nothing left. Right. There, there's there's nothing left there. There's nothing left that they can do. They got their one win with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they win another one with him. And I know the schedule's easy. Yeah. But, but they have like Denver and Houston and things that looked easy that aren't easy now. That aren't easy now, yeah. I don't know what to do with the Jags, though. <sighs> Jags, Houston, Bills. Well, I think that'll get figured out this week. because yeah, it will. Yeah, Jacksonville is at Houston. I think people were too hard on Jacksonville for getting crushed by the Niners. Yeah. Niners crush people. Other than that, they've won six out of seven, I think. Yeah. I mean, they had a five-game winning streak before that, I think. Yeah, since losing to Houston at home, Mm -hmm. 31 to 14. Which doesn't look terrible either. When they lose, they lose bad. They lose bad. (laughs) Volatile. Yeah. Seven is Dallas. They're the best team we've mentioned. Cool with that. Six is Miami. I'd have Dallas over Miami. I think I would, too. Yeah. Um, Five is down three spots is Kansas City. I think that's deserving. I don't know if I bang them that hard though for losing to the number one team. I'm trying to think who else is left, I'd have them over Baltimore. I'd have, I'd have. I think they're still the best team in the AFC. Yeah, I do too. Uh, four is San Francisco. I would have them one. I know that the other teams have better resumes, but I would have them one. Three is Detroit. I can't go that high on Detroit. Detroit would not want to play the Niners right now. <laughs> Nobody wants to play the Niners right now. Yeah. Um, but Detroit really, they're eight and two right now. Oh, they're great. If, Phil, if Philadelphia loses one of these games, yeah, I mean, the road I Detroit over Dallas. The road and, through the, the NFC uh, Super Bowl through the NFC could go through Detroit. It could. They're having a great year, and they don't have a lot of weaknesses. Uh, two is Baltimore. They would be like five for me. And then one is Philadelphia. I understand that. I mean, I can't fight anyone for putting the Eagles. I would have ball. Philadelphia, San Francisco, Kansas City. Yeah. And then Baltimore. Put KC over Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, Baltimore would be five. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I would have San Fran won, but the team that won has one loss and just won on Monday Night Football in Kansas City. In Kansas City. It's hard to – hard to, yeah. yeah. Hard to – yeah, they yes, they have not been super impressive mm-hmm. this year, but they've been winning. They have been. And he could be coach of the year. Those guys never win coach of the year because they're expected to Yeah, win, you're expected to do that. a lot out of – Everything he's been done. They're really piecing it together. But if San Fran played the Niners, or if Philly played the Niners right now, I'd pick the Niners. I think I'd so. pick the Niners against anyone this week. Where's the game at? I don't care. I really don't. I think if it was in Philly, I, I would pick Philadelphia. Okay. They would probably be favored by, it could be like last night, probably like a two, two and a half type yeah. game. You know, and if, probably the opposite if it was in San Fran. But I would pick the Niners either way. Even in KC, I just think they're a juggernaut right now. Yeah. They're seven and three juggernaut, so we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, but that that is uh, Eric Edholm's uh, power rankings through eleven weeks as or week twelve now, right? Twelve, heading into week twelve. Heading into week twelve. I yes, was you're correct. That there, there's so many teams on buys this week. Right, it's right, weird. Right. So Steelers have played ten and they had their buys. So yeah, we're going into twelve. But uh, yeah, I can't I can't argue greatly with that. The top is a little 
Mm-hmm. The middle was kind of okay. I get it. And the bottom, the, so hard. the bottom's the bottom. Right. I mean, the middle's so hard. I mean, Houston versus Cleveland versus yeah, you know, Steelers. Well, the, the nice thing is, right. all that stuff will get sorted out here over the next few weeks. Absolutely. Still a lot of football left to play. A lot of football left to play. I mean, we got a good week of games too. Yeah, absolutely. But we're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We will be back to finish up the show right after this. Hey, Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tangor Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. And it is that time of the year, Matt. It is. Black Friday coming up here, so you might want to hit the shop.steelers.com. Right. A lovely Christmas gift or holiday gift for somebody, right? Absolutely. Get on that. Buy one, yourself for your, buy one for yourself. Buy one for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Matt, I'm, I was looking here on the ftnfantasy.com. Mm-hmm. We always talk about DVOA. Sure. The Steelers right now are 11th in the league in DVOA. Right, right ahead of them. Are those Philadelphia Eagles? Really? They're that low? They're number 10. I mean, it hasn't been clean, but it's only one loss for them. So Aaron Schatz, uh, who does DVOA for mm-hmm. them, did it for Football Outsiders before. Yeah, he created it. Wrote a, a story here. He must be getting a lot of questions like that. Why, why doesn't DVOA like Philadelphia? Or why are Philadelphia and Pittsburgh so close okay. in DVOA? I'm sure turnovers have something to do with it. For the now here's what he writes about. Why does, why does DVOA like Pittsburgh? Here's what he has to say. Matt Canada got fired as the Steelers' offensive coordinator this morning because the Steelers' offense looks terrible. They're currently ranked 28th in the NFL at just 16.6 points per game. The last draw was 77 net passing yards and a 13-10 loss to Cleveland, where the defense clearly played well enough to win the game. Okay, yeah. And yet, look down and you'll see the Steelers are slightly above average in offensive DVOA. They rank 14th. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Aaron. What in the hell is DVOA smoking? That's it. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that the Steelers' offense look, looks good, and, and what I'm about to write isn't uh, apologetic for Matt Canada's scheme problems. Um, he talks about some play action stuff there. Uh, the basic stats don't look good. The Steelers rank 28th in yards per play and 23rd in success rate. They're running. They're better running than passing, certainly, so I think the criticism of Kenny Pickett makes sense. The Steelers rank 7th in run offense right now, primarily because of Jalen Warren, but 20th in passing. Okay. 20th and passing might shock some people. Yeah. There are three main reasons why the offensive DVOA likes the Steelers' offense much more than the other metrics. Number one, the average Steeler drive through Week 10 started at the 26.4-yard line. That ranked 31st in the NFL. They have to go farther this score than almost any other team. Mm Mm-hmm. That matters. Despite all their turnovers, you would think you'd have better starting field position, but it hasn't worked out that way. The Steelers avoid turnovers. It's number two. The Steelers avoid turnovers. They have the fewest turnovers in the league, although the new version of DVOA this year gives turnovers a smaller penalty than the older version. They still matter, and avoiding turnovers is a good thing. They're not even weighted. Yeah, yeah, they're not even weighted as heavily as they have been in the past, but they're still still it's super duper important. Uh, And three, the biggest issue is the schedule. There you go. Right. As bad as as bad as Canada has been criticized, it seems insane for me to fire him after a game where the Steelers couldn't score against the Cleveland Browns. Have you seen the Cleveland Browns against the rest of the year? <laughs> yeah. They're killing every offense on the schedule except except for some reason Indianapolis. Well, that game was in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, in the first 10 games of the season, the average defensive DVOA of Pittsburgh's opponent was minus 8.5. Wow. If the that might se- not mean much to people, yeah. but that's really, really good. If the season ended today, that would be the third toughest offensive strength of schedule in DVOA history. In history. Wow. History. Wow. Trailing only the 1982 Buccaneers, who were minus 10.2 in nine strike games. Nine, okay. And the 2004 Browns were minus 8.7. Hmm. They're not that far off of that. No, right, right, right. Half of Pittsburgh games have come against top eight defenses, which are really top seven defenses if you don't consider the Steelers themselves. <laughs> they're one of them, right. <laughs> of, the, of the 31 you could play, they're the seven toughest. Yeah. yeah. Things get easier for the Steelers. It's an average offensive strength of schedule for the remainder of the year. It's very likely that the offense will look better no matter what, and no matter what, and people will attribute it to the offensive coordinator change, even if Kenny Pickett isn't really playing any better in the coordinator change, hasn't really changed things. We said the exact same thing in our I, Africa. We, yeah. We, yeah, hadn't read <laughs> this yet. I'm reading thing, this yeah. for the first time right now. Yeah. And he's saying the exact like, same thing. I bet the offense does look better because they're going to play worse, worse teams. Incidentally, the Bengals are currently on track to end the season with an offensive schedule strength of minus 7.8. Which would be also be the third toughest ever. No, they play a lot of the same teams. They play all the yeah, same yeah, teams. Yeah. Their remaining opponents have an average defensive DVOA of minus ten point nine. And one thing that hurts the Bengals is they play the Steelers twice, where it helps the Steelers that they play the Bengals yeah. twice because their defense is bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, right now, there's a gap of fourteen places between the Steelers' rank in offensive DVOA and points per game. Is that the biggest of all time? Nope, not even close. 13 different teams since 1981 have had a larger gap between those two metrics, led by the 1996 Kansas City Chiefs, who ranked 24th in points per game, but all the way up at fifth place in offensive DVOA. Hmm. Uh, I went back and looked at the, those 13. Thir- said offensive play, points per game. Yeah. I went back and looked at those 13 teams. Some of them are similar to the Steelers. Some of them had a gap for totally different reasons. Here's a breakdown of the top four teams that were in a similar situation to the Steelers. The the 96 Kansas City Chiefs, which that was Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, they had Steve mm. Bono at quarterback. They still had uh, Marcus Allen. And, yeah, yeah, ran the ball a lot. Um, Thomas is on that team. And, you know. They were second in the league, second in the league in fewest turnovers, second fewest turnovers in the league, second in the in the league in offensive strength of schedule. Um, the Chiefs were a much better running team than a passing team with Marcus Allen. Uh, leading them, in, they were number two in run off at, run the DVOA. Which, if the Steelers continue to run the ball like they have been running it, that's, the direction that's where they're going right, to finish. Right, yeah. um, this was the one time where DVOA was definitely more predictive than point score because the Chiefs rebounded to fifth in in the league in scoring points in 1997. Okay, so they went from being way down uh, at the end of it at the bottom and to, uh, and then to the top. Uh, the they two in Montana, they yeah. Bono, you know, see right? Bono, yeah. yeah. Uh, the 2003 Jets uh, had a good offense and terrible defense. They were 31st in DVOA on defense, um, but they, they played at a very slow pace, running fewer plays than other teams. Uh, the Jets were second in the league in the fewest turnovers and played the toughest schedule of opposing defenses. Meanwhile, their defense was 28th in takeaways and played an easy schedule of offenses. Hmm, okay. So the Steelers don't they, – they're not that. No, no, it's a different formula. Except they played a lot of tough defense. Yeah. The 81 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, this is how far DVOA goes no, back. Since, like, uh, you're looking yeah. at the 2008 Dolphins as yeah. another team that that uh, actually they ranked better in pass defense than they did in run offense. Which one would you rather be good at? Pass defense or run defense? R- no, run offense or pass passing offense. 
You rather be able to, you rather be able to pass the ball than run it. Yeah, still, yeah. Even in today's NFL, the way the game mm-hmm. is now being played, where you score twenty four points, you're probably going to win most games. Yeah, but inevitably, some game the ball's going to bounce goofy, and you wouldn't be out of it. Yeah. So I mean, the Steelers are kind of on a historic pace here right now. Um, well, they're certainly in a historic pace of how difficult a schedule they've had for the Steeler offense. Yeah, so here's the records of some of these teams. So right, the biggest gap between offensive DVOA and penalty, and points per game, the 96 Chiefs were number one. They finished 9-7. and seven. The 2003 Jets finished 6-10. and 10. The 81 Buccaneers, 9-7. and seven. Hmm. The 2008 Dolphins, 11-5. and five. Uh, you had the eighty-one Buffalo Bills, ten and six. So there is, you know, yeah, yeah. there are some ways to to get to uh, the two thousand some playoff teams. The two thousand eleven Steelers <clears throat> were in a similar spot. They're they're on this list as well. They finished twelve and four hmm. with that offense this year. Um, you know, the Steelers. So their in, offense was better than their points per game. Yes, their, their DVOA was that higher. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, it's all things we've been saying, and I just can't stress enough how hard the defenses they've played are. I mean, fifty percent of their schedule has been against the best defense. Yeah, the top the seven teams in yeah. DVOA, defensive DVOA, and thirty percent has been against number one or two. Yeah, and to be honest, I think the Niners. I think Niners are seven. Yeah, because they had a stretch in the middle there that was worse. But if you played them now or the in week one. I think they'd be right there with the Ravens and yeah. Browns. Like yeah, that. going into the season, they were number one. Right. Like, I bet they end up better than seventh, too, when it's all said yeah. and done. I mean, I think that's and you don't have those teams it. remaining on your schedule, other than True. a game in, in week 18 against Baltimore. Yeah. So, the chart that I put out showing how hard it is, I also put one out going forward. Well, they play, the. it's almost honestly kind of like how last season went post-buy, that it's... E- not easy, but they're in the bottom left quadrant of offenses and defenses. Yeah. You know, that it's in the, the box that says easy offenses, easy defenses that they're going to play. Yeah, and their defense is trending in the right direction as well. Yeah, and the run game keeps getting better. Yeah, so I expect more wins. Right, and I don't know that – and poor Matt Canada is going to hear about – well, it's, it's all about post-Canada. It's like, well, I'm not sure these coordinators <laughs> would have put up 30 in Cleveland either. Yeah, you know? yeah. Nobody has. Nobody has. Yeah. yeah. There's but some trends here. It would have been nice to put up 14. No, no question. Yeah. I mean, was there things wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, that's why they Complete play the- more passes. Complete more passes. If they do that, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for today's show. Matt and I, again, will be back tomorrow. Uh, that will be our final show for this week. So, that one's going to have to hold up for a while. That one's going to have to be outstanding. A-plus work. They usually are. Yeah, I mean, right. I, you know, it is what it is. But I know you'll bring your A game. I'll bring my usual C game, and we'll be fine. I have more homework to do. I feel better about the, the Bengals. It's early in the week for me to be wrapping my head around the opponent. <laughs> well, we'll continue to do that as this yeah. week. But we only have two more hours left to talk about them. So. True, true. Anyways, we, uh, well, week uh, 12 is in the books. Week 13. Now standing in the in the way here. It's three games on Thursday, so we'll be ready for those. Uh, but for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Justin Miller here on site, keeping us on the air, I am Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.